Before going live on Workday in 2021, Washington State University was using paper and computer systems from the 1970s to manage its finance and human resources. As you might imagine, that was less than ideal, and it spurred them to launch what they called the Modernization Project with Workday. My guests today got up close and personal with this project, and they're here to share what they learned. Garrick Kimball is the Director of Financial Modernization at WSU, and Jennifer Klein is the Director of Human Resource Management Systems, as well as a project manager on that modernization project. Garrick and Jennifer, thank you again for joining me. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. All right. So if you could tell me a little bit about yourself and your role at WSU. Garrick, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. I grew up in the Pullman area. That's where WSU is in Washington. I've been there for 15 years. That's where I graduated from college. So I am a true Coug. Prior to my role at modernization, I was the associate controller. And so I experienced what it was like to work in our legacy systems, archaic processes, trying to figure out where paper went. Yeah, let's kick it over to you, Jennifer. Hey, thanks. So I am not a Pullmanite, as they say, right? <laughs> so um, I have worked at WSU, though, for about 15 years. And I've had a variety of roles within human resource services. So I worked with our employment services team. So we did a lot of classification, compensation, training. I worked with the benefits team, worked in our leave of absence group. So I've kind of got a lot of experience just within the body of work uh, within HR. And then very similar to Garrick chasing down paper, wondering where things are, just trying to get a handle on sort of the day-to-day operations, even within things coming and going out of, sure. the, out of HR. That's a great segue into the, the first question, which is what you've talked about a little bit already. What were the challenges that you were experiencing before Workday in these systems? Our customers often talk about things like decentralized teams, outdated legacy systems. Again, you've talked about tracking down data and using these outdated systems. What were the the core issues that you were dealing with there before Workday? So I think a big one was there's just not a lot of control. A form could be routed and signed multiple times. There could be signatures in the margins, and you just don't really know where that form had been and how long it had taken. And so if you extrapolate that out, it was really difficult for us to measure any sort of performance with strength or thought. We just had to kind of guess where we were at all the time. It's like, oh, we think this particular form was routed and went to these four stops and needed to get signed by these three people. And what we drove for in Workday was a consistent business process where everybody had the same approvals and we could measure success and the time it takes to complete that. Anything you want to add to that, Jennifer? Just very similar. So we have disjointed systems. So our systems never talked to each other. So we have processes starting in one system, then something starting in another system, kind of hoping that all funnels together to come together for outcomes. And, you know, in HR, we're dealing with people. We want to make sure that there's a person standing at the end of all these transactions, you know, so what's happening there? Are they getting paid on time? Are they accruing leave on time? Those are some of the challenges that we had. And, and a lot of paper just reams reams of paper everywhere. And so that's just, it was really challenging to, like Eric said, track down that paper, understand where things were and how long it took to get somewhere. So let's talk a little bit about your transformation goals. What were your top transformation goals that you had uh, heading into that implementation? And then why did you choose Workday to help accomplish those goals? Yeah, so from the finance side, I think a big thing was over the years with our chart of accounts, we had developed multiple purposes per element. So, oh, how can we use this element in a different way? And we kind of got away from the idea that each element should have its own purpose. And so that was the big thing from the FDM perspective with Workday that we embraced was 
can we stick with work tags and have one purpose and not mix the outcome like we did in our legacy systems? We talk a lot about the goals that we had. We call them our five E's. And so they are ensure and engage, embrace, and encourage. So we really took those goals with us into the project. And so we're looking at things like establishing continuity. We're looking at ending inefficient processes. We're looking at the way that we can make data-driven decisions. Say that one three times faster. (laughs) These are the types of things that we went into the project wanting to have in terms of our outcomes and really to transform the work that we do across the HR, finance, payroll grants platform at the university. Got it. So looking back on this implementation What elements contributed the most to its success? And then also reflecting, is there anything that you would do differently? And maybe, Jennifer, you want to kick us off on this one? Sure. One of the things that made us really successful were our teams, the teams within the Modernization Initiative, the teams within the other units across the university coming together to work on this project together. We talked a lot about our teammates being the models for the work that we were trying to do. We really empowered them to make decisions, to make decisions sort of at that lower level and then bring things up through an escalation process. And and so Garrick and I, that gave us a lot of opportunity to be able to work with our team and be able to bring forward really important decisions up to executive leadership. And so I think that one of our successes for sure was our team. And then I think we did some unique things in in our project. So we stood pretty hard on our project management group. And that was something that was unique to the way that projects kick off. So there wasn't a one-to-one PM relationship. There was a four-to-one, three-to-one relationship with our partner from Deloitte. And so it was some of those things that just made our project work for us. We're also wanting to do things a little bit different, maybe in a little bit more our way, if you will. Yeah. So did you look at my notes? I did not. Yeah. So, <laughs> was I looking off your paper? Yeah. I, Great minds. I just wanted to say and reiterate that our teams are fantastic. We hired well, I think, and the next leaders, I think, are within our teams and they can do a lot of things. And I think that's a lot of the reason that we're successful. Jennifer did also talk about, I think we called it the ways of working, which was driving those decisions down as far as we could. And what did that do? that actually developed better leaders within their area. And they were leaning on those leaders as we try to optimize. And so that has been fantastic. In my mind, those two things are probably what made us the most successful, that dedication from those groups. And then I think the last question was about what could we do different? So we could do a lot of things different. I think one area in particular was reporting. We could have spent more time on reporting My only thought on that is what would we have taken away from in doing so? But we always put reporting as a backseat and we struggled. We didn't really deliver on a budget statement for our users right away. And it took us almost 14 months to catch up to that. And so if we just spent a little bit more time uh, thinking about those end users and what reports they needed, we'd have been a little more successful in that area. So the only thing I'll add is, is don't get covid (laughs) So for us, right as we were working through testing and then training, we were 100% virtual. And we had a very different plan going into how we were going to test and then how we were going to train. And so I think that that is something that we wish that we could have had an opportunity to do with the user community, really sit in those testing labs and sit through those instructor-led very personal hands-on labs that we wanted to do. So I think that was something that if we had to do over, you know, we would definitely have followed that plan. So as you've changed over from a legacy system 
and paper over to Workday. How did you approach change management, in particular, the focus on user adoption and empowering decision making? I think that's a great question and one that we took very seriously in our project. So we had a change team. We still have a change team. And they sit side by side, our analysts in our meetings, trying to recognize change points, how to communicate those change points, and how to move the community forward while the business analysts are trying to make the configuration enhancements. Fortunately for us, and Jennifer, I don't know what you think about this, but our community really responded, I thought, in a time of COVID, where even if you weren't on the project, people were happy to help, happy to jump in. Um, not everything was roses, of course, but I just commend the community and all those workers out there at WSU who helped us move that forward. But I think the change team did a fantastic job. And our, from a PMO perspective, placing them strategically in all those meetings really helped us. And it didn't lean on the business analysts who are already tremendously busy trying to get Workday up and running. I absolutely agree with that. So during our project, I think that our website that we had propped up communication, just constant communication with the user community so that they understood where we were and, and, and what we were doing, I think was, as far as our implementation, I think that was really great. Other things that we've done in change management since then, I mean, Workday is an, is an evolution, right? So you, you go live and then a whole bunch more stuff happens after that. Release 2, right, just came out. It's constantly moving and growing. And so beyond just the implementation, we go out, Garrick and I go out and we do listening sessions with our units out there. Um, we're constantly receiving feedback. I would say that's another thing that we work hard to do is to hear where the problems are at the unit level because we don't, Garrick and I don't always get that. So it's a great opportunity for us. We go out, we engage with our user groups, and we listen. There's tough days, right? <laughs> Everything is not perfect, but we do. We listen and we write those things down and, and then we work to get better in those spaces and listen to our constituents. That's great. I mean, listening is essential in change management for sure. And that's a great approach to it. So let's go into success stories. Anything that you would want to share around the, the results that you've seen? And then tied into that, what role does tech transformation and Workday play in those transformation success stories? Yeah, so Jennifer, I have a, a pretty fun one that I'll share. I think you've heard it from me a few times over the years. In grant management, we have what's called effort certification. And it's a process where traditionally you send out paperwork and they certify that their effort was complete and write it back. At WSU, for years since I'd started, we produced these on this old green bar paper with the perforated edges that I remember when I was a kid, I used to make necklaces, rings, and stuff out of them. <laughs> right, so that's right. what we were doing, effort certification on at WSU through 2020. Wow. And we, being a land-grant institution, we have uh, locations in every county. So 40 locations across the state of Washington. And we take those forms and we mail every one of them out. We did that four times a year. We never knew who got them. We knew which ones we got back. Other than that, we really didn't know where they were at, whose desk they were, who was holding it up. And so what did we do with Workday? We utilize the effort certification system. We did a couple things. So now we have an electronic approval and we can track any effort certification, where it's at, whose court's then, and we can follow up. Now after Workday, we have a 96% completion rate and we reduce the number of effort periods from four to three. And so our faculty have to certify that in Workday on a computer just three times a year instead of four times a year. And so we thought that's a pretty good story. That's a great example, I love that. Jennifer, anything come to mind? So. I know Garrick has heard this from me before. On the HR side, what I used to do as a HR consultant is 
helping people with positions, who reports to who, like what's the structure look like? And then what are your position descriptions? What are the duties and responsibilities? How are we kind of delineating this out? Like who goes where? And we are always asking, who does this position report to? What position does it report to? So for us, being able to see that supervisory organization in Workday is huge. And I used to accept an org structure on a cocktail napkin. Like, just just give me something to look at here, right? To be able to see that in Workday and to be able to understand an organizational structure may sound like a simple thing, but when you get to see that on the screen, it's, it's really great for us. And then I would say the other thing that is really amazing for us is just to be able to reduce down that paper. So every month, people are certifying their annual leave, sick leave balances, signing off on those, sending those to supervisors. It doesn't work like that anymore. So we've completely been able to remove those types of processes. And then time worked, making sure that all of that information is getting certified, put into a different system, hand keyed by someone. Um, it doesn't work that way anymore, right? So we have these processes now that are working for us that are, are really going back to what some of our goals are, changing some of those inefficient processes, being able to see information in real time. Those are just some of the things that, that are maybe little things, but they've had a huge impact for us. So finally, let's look to the future a little bit. It's been a a challenging few years for sure, but it's exciting for me to hear how that spirit of collaboration really has come through in difficult times. What do you see the future of higher ed looking like in in the next few years? Yeah, so I think, as many people know, there's enrollment challenges at a lot of institutions. I think some institutions are finding some success, but a lot, like WSU, are seeing enrollment decreases. I think one of the issues in higher ed is we're really good at adding departments, adding programs, but we're not as good as sunsetting those programs when they maybe need to be. So that's one area that I would look at. The exciting thing about higher ed is I'm confident that the people can solve those problems and move forward. Great group of people. And they're consistently, when you come to a conference like this, they're everywhere. The passion, it's amazing. And so that excites me. But I do think we have some challenging times ahead. That's great. Jennifer, any thoughts on that question? Yeah. So I think that we've seen just huge changes in the workplace, just what, what is the workplace now, right? So we are looking at a lot of recruitment challenges, retention challenges, as we continue to see these changes and as we define what is a workplace, what does a team look like? Uh, Garrick and I have team members that are all over the country now. You know, we kind of started in Pullman and now, and now we're everywhere, really. Um, and so I think that those will continue to be challenges. Um, but I think to Garrick's point, I think that people are always excited to take on those challenges. And I think that really solving those problems together, I think the higher ed community really comes together. We see that we interact with our colleagues all over the country on a consistent basis, especially in the workday space. And so I think that we will just continue to take on those challenges and to be successful there. But Workday Rising is a great place to be able to connect with those folks and be able to say, hey, I have this problem. What do you, how are you solving that? How are you working on that? I think that that type of trend will just continue. That's great. Yeah, I always enjoyed seeing and experiencing that spirit of, of collaboration when I worked in kind of a, you know, a higher ed adjacent space. I really appreciated that. Again, this has been great. Garrick and Jennifer, thank you again for joining me today. Thank, thank you. you for having me. Yeah. Of course. We've been talking about higher education transformation with Garrick Kimball and Jennifer Klein from Washington State University. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And remember, you can find our entire podcast catalog at workday.com slash podcasts. I'm your host, Jeremiah Barba, and I hope you have a great workday. <laughs>